how hard is it to say what you think to someone, especially if you think and you know it might not be what they want to hear? It might even hurt them a little bit. Welcome to a new boost for your mission, No More Boring Learning. This is the Brain Bakery Podcast. To say what you think is definitely not boring. Welcome to this episode. It's going to be a hard discussion today. Hi, Jana. Hi, Ravi. So we're going to be discussing a concept that Mm. actually we may agree on, we may not agree on. Yes. But actually, it is such an important concept to share. Yeah. As L&Ds, managers, trainers, teachers, it's something that needs to be addressed. And we, yeah. need to, we need to think about it and we need to talk about it. Absolutely. So we will talk about the concept in this episode. But also at the end of the episode, we're going to be giving you two exercises that you can actually use in your training. Yes, to improve on this. Yes. It's fantastic for managers. It's fantastic for any trainer, facilitator. Because sometimes we really do have to say something and we know they're not going to like it. Absolutely. We'd rather be givers than people pleasers. Yes, Yes. definitely. So let me take you all to San Diego where I was in the room with Adam Grant. Adam Grant, you probably know him. He's sort of, for me, the new Simon Sinek. Not that the old one is gone, but, you know, he's the new one. He's written a wonderful book called Think Again, Get Your Hands on It and Learn About How Your Brain Works. He's an inspiration. And he told me about, and the whole room, about disagreeable givers. He says, we all need disagreeable givers. So let me introduce you to the concept. So what he first said is, When you're in a room with another person and you're talking to them, you can actually feel if they're more of a taker or a giver. He makes that distinction. And he says it has to do with their motive. Is their motive, I will give you something, but only if you give me something, or I want to take something? Or is their motive, here, there it is, you take it, I have some valuable contribution to you. So he says, first make that distinction. And I think how you can feel that when you're with people is, does your energy go down or does it go up? You can tell. Yes. So he says the takers are more out for themselves. They want to do an eye for an eye. They are willing to give, but only if you give. And they'd rather have the balance of the giving and taking in their direction. So they want to take more than they give. And for the givers, he says, it's more about them giving value. You know, let me connect you to this person. Oh, I know somebody for you. I've got this theory. Let me write that down for you. It's all about giving. And he even said some of the givers might want to manage their balance because only giving all the time is also not natural. (laughs) But generally, he says, you could divide the world up. He says it in a little bit more detail. You could divide the world up between takers and givers. And we all know with whom we've been in the room. Yes. And also, I was looking around and I saw so many people nodding that I was thinking, does everybody in this room think they're a giver? (laughs) (laughs) And I think we probably do because we want to think well about ourselves. Of course. Because you you reflect. Yes. You kind of go, what do I do? And actually, what's my intention? Yes. So the motive and intention is, is huge. And then he says, okay, next to the motive of giving and taking, there's also the tone, the way you say something. Do you say it in an agreeable way or do you say it in a disagreeable way? And the disagreeable way hurts more because the agreeable way sounds like flowers and wonderful. It's It's softer. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And 
After he explained this to us, he said what we all need as L&D people, if we're into learning, but also as a manager, as a leader, we need to organize for a disagreeable giver network. Okay. We need to make sure that we have the people around us who are willing to say, come on, that was shit. Make it better. (laughs) That part you need to cut out. You always do that. Stop it. People to be willing to have a disagreeable tone and still give yes. instead of only going for, oh, wonderful, that's awesome, that's great, because that's not really contributing. No, and actually it's quite hard to hear that because if I want to share something, I want to go to somebody who actually is going to like it mm. and, I, you know, and I'm quite sensitive and yes. I want someone to tell me it's okay. Yeah, this is um, my wonderful idea, yeah. please don't hurt me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't want to find someone who's going to go, uh, what the hell is that? Yeah. Yes, we actually do want somebody to do that, but we don't want that. Tone police the people. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. So um, he gave us an example in that room and you could feel the temperature drop during that example. Let me give it. He said he's been working with Bridgewater Hedge Fund and apparently there was one of the top people, I think the CEO, but it could be somebody else, who was part of a big presentation for a client. And this CEO or top person was rambling, had clearly not prepared and was solely relying on their energy and basically their title to just woohoo his way through the presentation. Now, at Bridgewater Hedge Fund, they have culture where they say we need disagreeable giving. We need to be straight with each other. If we are going to be a very great company, which apparently they are, we need to be counting on each other to say the things that are not working. Okay. So there was this guy in that presentation who had just been through onboarding. And in onboarding, they actually explain how they want you to be a disagreeable giver. They give that to you. Yes. Yeah. So they they launch that from the start. This is how we want to work together. We don't want to be disagreeable takers. Yeah. Because that's horrible. That's just killing people. We want you to give us your honest opinion and make us better. So this guy sent an email to the CEO saying things like, you were rambling, (gasps) you were not prepared, and I think you hurt our chances with this client. No. Yes. Now, the whole room was like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. And many were probably thinking, at my company, this person would have been gone, (laughs) fired. Uh, You're still in your trial period, so bye-bye, au revoir. No, not at Bridgewater Hedge Fund. What the CEO did was he took the email, forwarded it to anybody who was there in that presentation and said, this is the kind of feedback that will make us better. Why didn't anybody else give it to me? Please come back to me with more details, feedback, what I should have done different. I need more. I was like, wow. Oh my God. Talk about stepping up. My brain was like in the sixth gear going how many companies do I know where everybody knows something about one of the top people that's not working and we're not telling them? But the story continues. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. So what happened was the CEO then had a meeting and they were trying to improve things and they were also addressing this email and this, his behavior. And he said, I promise to do better. And there was one person in the room, this guy again, who said, I don't believe you. No, he didn't. He did. He said, I think this is what you do best, freestyling your way through things. Your qualities in a presentation are the freestyle qualities, but not 
where you have to deliver some slides because you never stick to the script. So I think we should have you in some of those presentations, but we should always make sure that you freestyle because you simply cannot follow the slide deck. <laughs> and what? everybody was silent, of course. The, the room temperature dropped like a maniac. They were worried, you know. And then they finally agreed, this is true. I'm actually not going to get better. Oh. <laughs> I might shout that I will, but I'm not. And they started to work around that. I mean, to call him out mm. twice. Yes. To, you know, once uh, you kind of yeah. go, okay, okay, yeah. my friend. Second time. Yes. Honesty, Jana. Yes. And I really found this such a great example because if you can get this type of honesty, mm. this type of giving, not, you know, destroying, I'm going to go more into the, the four quadrants later. But if you can get that in your company culture, yeah. what will be possible? It's huge. It is so powerful. I mean, listening to you right now, mm. you've said the, the empowerment for the individual. Yeah. Being allowed to say and being allowed to do this and then the acknowledgement. Even being invited to oh, do this. And, yeah. You know, and then the CEO sharing it with everyone and yes. saying, Hey, why didn't you oh, all forward? Do this? <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is kind of reinforcing this is our culture. Yeah. And actually we're going to live by what we say. Mm. I, I think it's amazing. Yes. And think of so many instances where I have been in a room and I've seen something and not said it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let me take this into personal life now, because I was thinking about a comparison about this, because if you look at you and your partner, for mm. everybody who's listening, think about this for a moment. Let's say, Ravi, you go out with John, yeah. your husband. And it's been a while since you've gone out, so it's a, it's a proper occasion. Mm, nice. <laughs> and you dress up. Before you go out, you look at each other and you say, oh, you look nice. Mm. But let's say there's something wrong with your outfit, okay. something that's obvious to the eye. There's a piece of underwear sticking out where it shouldn't or something. There's something wrong. And he could see it. You could see it. What? It isn't the kind of outfit where you could go, it could have been there. No, it's, it's wrong. Okay. You go out, you go to a nice restaurant, you have your first course, and then you pop into the loo for a moment and, you know, powder your nose. And you look in the mirror and you discover this mistake with your outfit. And you go, what? Mm -hmm. Now, my question is, would you be angry with your husband and justified to go, John, where were your eyes? What the hell? I wouldn't be furious. I would be angry. Yeah. I would be challenging him yeah. and saying, you saw me. I asked you to look at me. Yeah. And you're nothing. the one who's supposed to love me. You're the yeah. one of all people in the world. Of all the people. Yeah. You should have told me, yeah. you know, maybe a vague friend or something. Yeah. yeah. But I checked in with you for a reason. Yes. I didn't just go look yeah. at myself. Yeah. I asked you to look at me. Yeah. Yes. What the hell? So, and maybe even Ravi, if you had not asked him to look at you, mm. you would still be angry. Yes, because he hasn't noticed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? You're, you're here to appreciate me and love yeah. me. We're going out for the first time. You haven't even seen my outfit. Pay attention. Yes, yes. And I think this normalcy about how you would speak with your partner about, hey, where were you? Give me that feedback. Mm. You should have prevent. If we could get that in more companies, if we could have, like, I show you my presentation mm. I could count on you to go, hang on, Jana. I know it's only 15 minutes before the presentation, but you cannot go in like this. Right. We need to switch this up. This is not going to be okay. That I could trust you to yeah. do that. That mm. will be awesome. That it, will be so powerful. 
It would be, but I think equally it would be really hard for me to say that to you. Yes. So yeah. would I be the right person to do yes. that? So, oh, yeah. Mm. I, I recognize that completely. Yeah. I often get sent programs that people have designed yeah. and they pay me to give feedback and improve them yeah. and you know make sure that they're no more boring learning. And then I go through them and of course I'm going to see things that are not right, not in the right place. It's the wrong model. It's mm. a bit wonky. Sure. It's, it's no longer, it's not, not enough tailored to the real participant it's more tailored to someone else or it's too vague and even when I go through that my heart starts beating faster and my brain goes oh no and my tummy goes oh I get a tummy ache because I'm gonna have to tell them it's bad you get nervous about telling them yes but you're being paid to do this I know so point is everybody gets nervous when they have to speak out when you want to be a disagreeable giver you want to be the one that points out where it's not good even when i'm paid i'm still like oh am i really gonna do that and then in the next sentence i see something else and i go that one too oh no now let it stop let me not have to tell them more yeah and then no there's even more but I am going to tell them because, you know, that's the agreement that we have. But how great would it be if we could have that agreement with everyone? I think that would be amazing. But I think, again, and I know I keep going here, but it's so tough as yes. human beings yes. telling someone because you don't want to hurt someone. Yes. So that kind of thought of I'm going to hurt you or this isn't the right time or you don't need to hear this. That's what stops you. Yes. And that's what stops you to make another person better. Yeah. And hang on, we're in the business of L&D making people better. Yeah. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through the four quadrants. And if you like to look along, you can go on the internet and find it anywhere because it's Adam Grant because it's everywhere. But you can also go to brainbakery.com, go for the brain snacks and go for this podcast about the disagreeable givers. And I'm going to go through that. And I'm also going to give you those two exercises there. So let's start at the darkest place of the quadrants of the model. Let's start at the takers who are disagreeable takers. So Adam Grant had a picture of Darth Vader or Lord (laughs) Voldemort in there. (laughs) Yeah. What happens when you're in touch with a disagreeable taker is you feel hurt, you feel body slammed, (laughs) you feel mistreated. It's toxic. It's horrible. You've been roundhoused. Yes. And the takers are probably glad that they stuck it to you, right? Yeah. So it feels intentional and Mm. horrible and it delivers nothing good for no one. And sometimes you have disagreeable takers in your surroundings, so you might need to fix something. So that's pretty clear. However, you may have some of those same feelings that you have with a disagreeable taker when a disagreeable giver is talking to you. Okay. And I want to come back to that later Mm. because they both hurt, but there's a different intention behind and you can see the intention. With the taker, the intention is to take, to get for themselves. super clear. Yeah, it's super clear and it hurts because the tone hurts. Okay, let's go up in the model. Go to the taker who's an agreeable taker. So this is a person, when you're in a room with them, they're going to make sure they get more than you get. Okay. They're not there to give, but the tone of them is nice. Mm. So it's going to sound like, oh, pretty good. Well done. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, great. In a way that you have a feeling like maybe later on you'll get a knife in your back, yeah. <laughs> right? This is something quite yeah. not right, yeah. but you're not telling me right yeah. now. Yeah. I'll send you an email later with my real findings. Yes. <laughs> uh, you you, you know, you. You, feel, you feel a little bit like you're on eggshells. Yeah. Yeah. They might also point out, oh, there's a spelling mistake there. Mm. So they're going to go for the tiny little details, not for the big idea. They're not contributing, but the tone of it is yeah. way better. You walk out empty on energy, yeah. but not furious, not crying, not sad, because the tone was okay. It's really hard because you, you want to go, this is great, but there are a few spelling mistakes in there. I yeah. mean, that sounds okay to me. Yes. But actually, it's not. It's not. It's, you're not really giving. No. You're not improving. No. You're not adding on to the idea. You're not improving. Yeah. You're just sort of being kind, but you're not really giving. Yeah. So that's the definition of a, an agreeable taker. Now let's move to the agreeable givers. So we all love agreeable givers. Yes. We want them in our lives. They tell us what's good. They give us the energy. Yeah. They're the cheerleaders. They go, woohoo, Shanna, well done. Yeah. And they are also the people that say, oh, let me add on to that. Oh, that idea brings me to this idea. Make it better, make it better. So they're so that givers and they give you new bright ideas. Sometimes they're also giving you so many ideas that you don't know where to go anymore, but they're willing to contribute. Yeah. They bring something to the table now so that's pretty clear and it feels really nice yeah. and we love them the most however do they improve us the most the answer is no, no. because that's what the disagreeable givers do but they're nice mm. now let me take you to an example let's say somebody says really well done right sounds great so it's definitely in the agreeable quadrant yeah. i like the tone i like the tone yeah. so good but do they give me something not really they're not really improving yeah. right so they're not the agreeable taker but are they the agreeable giver? No. No, they're sort of in the, they're sort of Switzerland, like yeah. neutral, right? They're completely neutral. Yeah. So that's my only criticism, Adam Grant, if you're listening, you know, how do we look at this? Yes. The the ones who'd say the cheerleading stuff, but they're not giving. They're just giving energy, but they're not improving on the idea, making you better. They just go, cheerlead. Yeah. This yeah. is amazing. High five. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Good effort. And sometimes I have an idea that is so new and precious mm. that I seek out, I'll admit this, I seek out these neutral ones. Yes. The ones that don't already improve on the idea because it's so fragile still for me. It's precious. And I just want to hear, good job. Yeah, yeah Jana. Oh, you're amazing. Yeah. And then, you know, don't touch it. Yeah. But that, of course, doesn't make the idea better. No. It just gives me the energy to keep going. However, this could be for an idea that's really stupid. Yeah. And people will still cheerlead because I've sought out yes. these people. Yeah. Right, good. So we have the agreeable givers. Now let's go to the disagreeable givers. Mm. These are the most valuable people on the, on the earth. Uh, some people uh, at Harvard even told me, you know what, being honest is the most valuable thing on earth. You know, it's the most valuable virtue. And that's where the disagreeable givers come in. Okay. They don't tone police themselves. They go straight to the point. They don't waste your time with going for the feedback sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> they go, all right, this part I don't like. And I don't like it because of this reason. I think you should do this. Or I don't know what you should do to improve it, but this is wrong because this and this and this. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound nice. It may make you feel hurt. Mm. And I think our job then is to go, ow, that hurts. Yes. 
our tendency will be to place them in the disagreeable takers because we hate them now because it hurts. However, if we can look beyond that and see what they're giving us, then that's the most powerful thing on earth. I think going back to what you said, we're talking about honesty. It's about being honest with yourself and saying, actually, what Jean has just said to me, honestly, is that improving what I'm going to do? Yes, it is. Well, yeah. Then you know, is she making me better? From which place is she? Is she coming from? Is it from? Does it make hurting me and and bringing me down, or does it? Does she want to improve me? Yes. And this is where Adam Grant said something super awesome. He said, basically, with every feedback you get, with every advice you get, Mm. there's two scores that you need to keep in mind. One is the score the other person gives you. So they tell you, Jana, four out of ten, this is super bad. So that's a score you get. But he says, can we not all get ten out of ten for our second score, which is how do I respond to the feedback? How do I take this in Mm. and use it to improve myself? Yes. And isn't that always in our domain of our own control? Yeah. That somebody goes, boom, smack in the face. It hurts. Instead of going, ah, because your tone is not okay, I'm going to tone police you and I'm going to not use your valuable criticism. Yeah. Or could we go oh, that really hurts. Awesome. All right, let me use this to improve, to do something better and not go, your intention was wrong or whatever. Yeah. So he called out to all L&D people in the world uh, because there were, I don't know, 7,000 people in the room there. So let's spread the word because it's awesome. Make sure that you are good at your second score. And he even illustrated that. What he's done with the professors from his university, they've all gone and sat in front of the camera uh, and I've included that on the website so you can find that video there and they have read out the worst criticisms they've gotten from their students oh ouch so he you could see him on the video go you look like a muppet (gasps) no (laughs) (laughs) and he's gone all right that hurts however what can i do about this what can i learn from this yeah how can i get a 10 out of 10 for listening to this with his fellow professors they're actually advertising disagreeableness it's okay i can still live even though i read it out loud if even if you can see the hurt in my face but people are saying that they read out things like you've got a word that you constantly say you're irritating me you're (laughs) younger you know they they read it all out to almost desensitize themselves from the tone policing that you want to do to from the hurt Yep. to just hear how can I improve from this how can I use this for myself and then you can get past the tone and actually focus on the content of the feedback yes because then you can really think about it and as you're saying it I'm thinking I'm always asking for feedback I'm always saying yeah give me some feedback but I'm never a 10 out of 10 on receiving it mm. because the moment it feels negative I'm like well I don't know why I asked you in yes the first place. yes I and also I else. should not not have asked you and how dare yeah, you how to be you? the one to say this to me right? you should have mm. of all people yeah, yeah. I know. I know, I know. It's, I think it's human. So that's why I like it so much. We are L&Ders. We're in very many companies where we walk around. How can we spread this idea that disagreeable giving is way better than plastic, fantastic kindness? Just only the agreeable giving or even the Switzerland, the yeah. not really giving but cheerleading? Yeah, I think we need to get our heads around the model first. Mm. I think really have a look, like you said, on the website to get to understand what it means. I yes. Think that's the first piece for me is to understand the concepts and really the 
definitions of it all. Mm. But I know you've got two exercises yes. that we can use as well. So yeah. I think that would be great. Yeah. So so when you just go into a, a group and you just tell people, all right, give each other now some disagreeable uh, giving. Yeah. Do it. Do it. People go, whoa, awkward. We're not used to that. We have a culture of pretending to be kind while in the background we all know what's wrong. Yeah. So what I've done, and I think you could use that, is to, when you're working with a team, you make 10 cards if there's 10 people in the team. You make eight cards with agreeable giving. Oh, okay. And you make two cards with disagreeable giving. Mm. So, and then you go, you, somebody presents something and the agreeable givers need to move beyond Switzerland, need to move beyond, ooh, great job. They need to really add on with the tone that is kind and wonderful. Okay. And there's now also two people who have the job, the permission to go straight in and dissect and lay their finger where it hurts yeah. and touch the pain point. And because everybody in the team knows this, it's all about giving. We need to improve this idea. I can do it because I have the agreeable giver in a nice tone, but the others are obliged to not do it in a nice tone. You suddenly see the whole team go, aha, because it's the rule, we're okay with it. And because we know the motivation behind it is giving it's awesome yeah and you see the two side by side yeah so you get a really good comparison yes. to understand it as well yeah That's yeah good and the two biggest things that people have given me back and you know have taught me uh, when they re were reporting out was number one i notice i'm not a giver at all oh. because i'm just cheerleading mm. and saying oh there's a spelling mistake but how much does that really improve? Yep. Unless you're in control of spelling. <laughs> and the second one is, now that I know that they have permission to do this, I don't go in my little child, I'm hurt thing. I can actually continue to listen and even almost get excited. Ooh, now we're at the disagreeable. Bring it. Bring it on. Make me better. Yeah, so I really like that one. And the second exercise, let, let's go to that one as well, is that you as a leader, or you can ask your leaders to have that model ready. It's super easy to just draw you know on a paper and go all right so we have a yearly review we have a monthly review we're having a conversation i'm going to say five things to you and three of them are in the agreeable giver and there's two of them in the disagreeable giver and if you have explained the model you've explained that it comes from the area of i'm motivating you to be better and my motivation is only to improve my motivation is not to tear down that's not my job that's yep. not what i'm going to do because you've explained it they will be willing to hear you better and it will allow you to not go well perhaps maybe somehow on one day you could probably maybe yeah. do a think a little <laughs> bit more <laughs> and you don't have to do that yeah. where the other person walks away and you wonder for yourself did, did I, I actually get any feedback yeah is that did, did i actually say it or did i just hide it in right. a heap of yeah. false fake things so that's also one that you can give to any leader that you work with or if you're a leader make sure you put it out there and say okay I'm now going to start from the place of the disagreeable giver it's yeah. not going to sound fun but here we go and then boom just give it love it yes. I love those exercises yes. God this is such a tough subject but mm. I can, I'm sitting here and thinking this is so important for everyone to really think about and discuss you know yeah. the question is you know are you a disagreeable giver yes start there yeah you know and then think about you know when I'm receiving the t you know the feedback piece am I 10 out of 10 when yes. I'm actually getting that feedback. Yes, it's very good. It's huge. So I want to challenge you to make sure that you look at the model, you understand the model, share it with people, have that discussion, start using the language. Yes. So people understand what it actually means. And thank you for joining us on this episode, which was super tough. But yes. We've got some great stuff coming up and see you on the next episode. So, so Ravi, where do you think I should improve? Hmm. 
No more boring learning. This was the Brain Bakery podcast. Want to know more? Follow us on our socials.